see everyone. Hey, welcome to uh, welcome to church. Hi YouTube. Uh, hi Facebook. Yeah. Hi, IG. IG, <laughs> Facebook, YouTube. We've got it all going on it's right good now. To see your faces popping up. <laughs> I love it. I love to be able to see faces yes. popping up uh, and knowing that you guys are uh, all checking in. Yes. I look. This is this is such a. I I, I actually got excited. I'm 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 so I'm not any less excited this morning. No, yeah, right, right, that's right. True. Yes. It's like I, I, you know, D always says I'm Tigger. Um, I'm usually Tigger <laughs> in the morning anyway, but um, in the afternoon, in the afternoon, sometimes in the evening, at night. Um, <laughs> but like on Sundays, I'm always Tigger. Mm -hmm. But for me, I, I this isn't any. I got up this morning excited yeah. about today. Well, not because, and it just you know, I know that we can't see you. I know that you can see us. But there is something so invigorating about like, oh my gosh, there's people in the house. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, our actual house, I know. right? And the house. But it's like, you know, we're together. And isn't it funny how you realize real quick the things that don't matter? Yeah, right. You know, I was saying to Kay, like you watch television, right? And you, it feels like 98% of the commercials are suddenly Irrelevant. obsolete. Like it's like, <laughs> what were we talking about three weeks ago yeah. about that? You know, but this, this is... This is more important and helpful and uplifting and encouraging than it ever has been before. You know, everything else changing. This and, and today, today happens to be a pretty big day. Oh. Today's a really big day, by the way. It's not just because <laughs> we're together, but it's someone's birthday today. Yeah. Someone's birthday. So, uh, wish Pastor Danielle a virtual birthday. Uh, give her some uh, waves and uh, send out some uh, balloon things, whatever those yeah, things are. Yeah, we have it. We'll we'll celebrate. <laughs> we'll celebrate. We'll celebrate later. Yeah, it's all good. Um, but happy birthday, baby! Thanks. It's it's so good. Um, hey, you know, go, grab your coffee. I, I told you I, I had mine already. Uh, I have my birthday D, D has her birthday cup. Uh, it's birthday Mickey because birthday Mickey is always good, uh, no matter what. Um, and. Uh, Look, we, we have so many good things coming up. I, I am so proud of our team. I'm so proud oh, of, of people who yes. are who have been staying connected because, um, you know, we keep saying that the church is not four walls. Uh, and it's really important that we show itself to be true. Show itself to be true. Um, and over the next couple of weeks, I'm very proud of our governor. Um, I'm, I'm thankful uh, that, that they care enough to mandate what they've mandated. Um, and uh, although it, it puts some restraint on us. It's a, it's a, it's a needed restraint. It's needed restraint. It's life. Um, it's, it's life and it death. Life. It's it life is. And death. It is. I, I said to D this week, actually, you know, Jesus, um, you know, when something is trying to kill you, it's not fear that can drive you away. It's wisdom many times. Mm. Um, Jesus, when Herod was trying to kill him, his parents took him to Egypt. Uh, they were there until what was trying to kill him stopped. Um, and th then they came back in power. And I, I, I think that's, yeah. I think it's a prophetic word for us right now. I really do. I believe that, that we as Connect Church, uh, there's time for isolation. Um, that doesn't mean that we're going to be insulated from everything. It's isolation for the moment. Um, but then uh, we're, we're going to come back in power. Uh, and I think, I think, uh, I think know, God's all about that. thing about that is that um, we're so aware, right, that this is, there's the global church yeah, has totally. been shut down. But it has not been quieted. It has not been silenced, yep. right? There's, you know, I'm I'm that person that's like, a, what's that thing called when you're like fight or flight, right? I'm yeah. I'm definitely like like out, yeah, you're, yeah. right. But yeah. there's something about this when I'm like, you know what? The the voice of the bride will not be silenced. Like we are going to keep coming, and yes. we're going to keep worshiping, and we're going to yes. keep showing up. And so it's kind of neat, like even across the globe. It, the, the the door might be shut, but the windows are wide open. All right. Yeah. yeah that that picture of uh, 
have people in Italy hanging out their windows, yeah. all singing together. That's yeah. the picture of the church right now. We may be in our own rooms, but we are singing out. I, I'm I'm so proud that you just said that because uh, the 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 uh, there's a line in the in the Hillsong um, song King of Kings, and it says, "This gospel truth of old will not kneel; it will not faint." Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've been so encouraged by that this uh, this last week because uh, this gospel truth has lasted through the Black Plague, come on, through typhoid, mm -hmm. through smallpox, through epidemics, through world wars, this gospel Thank truth you. of old, it will not kneel and it will not faint. Yeah. Uh, we'll just find a new expression uh, to, to sing the praises of our God. And that's what we want to talk a little bit about today. Actually, yeah. we want to talk about making sure and helping us uh, find our voice of worship in the midst of these moments, finding our voice of worship in the midst of um, struggling and challenging times uh, for worship. And so we want to start out just a little bit with worship uh, today. Dee's going to just uh, sing with us a little bit. So uh, let's just let's just prepare our hearts for what God has. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. I lift my eyes and I won't forget how great your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness, your faithfulness. So I will lift my eyes and I won't forget how great your faithfulness. There'll be a season for joy and weeping and in everything our God he is faithful his arms are open and I will come running now and always our God he is faithful there'll be a season for joy and weeping but in everything our God he is still faithful his arms are open so I will come running now and always our God he is Come on. Amen. Yes, you are, God. Come on. He is. Yes, hey, you, are. you know, we say it all the time that worship is just a prayer with a beat, you know, and that's, that's what that is. It's just proclaiming that God is faithful. Thanks, baby. Yeah. Love that. Hey, if you, uh, if you, uh, if you brought your, if you brought your Bible today, why don't you uh, open it with me? We're just going to hop in a little bit and actually talk a little bit about what what Dee was just saying. Finding our our life of worship in the midst of an environment of worry. Mm 
You know, it, 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 it's it's there. We're in a, we're living in an environment of worry right now, of concern, um, and that worry can rob us of our worship. Uh, not just our worship from uh, our singing worship, but our right. life of worship. Yeah. And sometimes we're trying to figure out how can I worship God in the midst of all this with my life. And um, and I, I want to let you know that that's not something that uh, God hasn't uh, isn't speaking into and hasn't prepared you mm-hmm. for, and yes. doesn't have a word yes. to bring to you, no matter where you are. And uh, I love the story that we're going to look at today because it's in found in First Kings chapter seventeen, and First Kings is uh, the eleventh book of the Old Testament. Um, and as you turn, can I just really encourage you, you know, um, uh, we have some really great resources on our, uh, yes, yes. outside the box, um, YouTube channel. So if you haven't subscribed to the connect church yet, YouTube channel, uh, subscribe to that. Um, I did a couple things on how to read your Bible. Uh, there's going to be uh, in the toolbox that's there. And I've been listening to the, I got a preview of the, pl- of the worship playlist that's coming out oh, this yeah. week. I got a preview. Um, and I've been listening to it so much. It just yeah. literally, I've had it on repeat. It's so good. Yeah. There's so many good resources toy there. Toy the box for the kids. And that goes live. That's, that goes today at 12. So at 12 o'clock, you can go on to, correct me if I have that incorrect. That's but, right. um Production over there. Correct me if I have this wrong. <laughs> They're giving us the but, uh, the kids' service goes um, on our YouTube at 12 p.m. today. Yeah, getting, yeah, yeah. 12 p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm New, getting double yeah. thumbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds yep. like I'm, I have that correct. Yeah, and so parents, if you have, if your kids like right more done this, you know, we'll have a, we'll have kids' service right there. Um, and uh, I know that Pastor Lisa and Kevin are really trying to bring great oh, resources. They're doing, They're doing a phenomenal job. Yeah. And, Man, Danielle Dorse did a great video this oh, week so on um, how to how to still reach out into your community through these times. Yeah. There's just resource after resource. Worship, there's worship, worship on the yeah. box. Yep. Do not uh, you know resource yourself in the midst of all this. We're trying to bring it to you, so uh, that's on there. So uh, it's the uh, on the YouTube channel. Um, hey, let me, let me set the stage really quickly about this. But uh, there was a, a the story is that there was a widow who found herself a lot like us. Um, mm-hmm. she found herself in a situation where there was drought, where there was famine, where, uh, all that had affected the, 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 the world around her, her, her cultural is- issues that she had. And well, even, you know, what we, we and we're just talking in yeah. real time in front of you, but you know, what just hit me is that, but look, listen to how she was defined. We know her as the widow. She, she was defined yes. by what she was without that clearly she did never, set out to be known by that title because she, just by definition, she was, she thought she would be the married woman, Correct. but now she's known as the widow. So she's been defined as what is missing in her life. And that's kind of like right Correct. now what we can be feeling. We, we are starting to identify with what we don't have, that our life doesn't look like the way that we thought. Totally it defined by our lack, defined by yeah. the, the things that were dead uh, in, in yeah. her life, the things that she was, that she was attached to. And um, yeah, I mean, a lot of times I think the in our lives, and we 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 try to help people through this a lot, but people are really find themselves defined by what they what died in their past, what what mm-hmm. what, what had brought death, what they used to be, mm-hmm. who they used, and the, the lack that they are. And that's not how God. I want to say something. That's not how God sees you. It's not how God defines you. And it's not the life that God has for you. Um, and because she was in that situation, she actually gave up. Yeah, she she surrendered and said, "She's like, yeah. I'm just. This is it. I'll just." I'll just die. There's nothing else for me to do. Um, but then God sends a word. Mm-hmm. He sends Elijah into this moment. And um, I love it because he's there. He sends Elijah, the the, the, the prophet, right? The, the prophetic word. He sends the prophetic word to change her before he changes the situation around her. 
Yeah. And and I, I want I want to really encourage you that that that's what the word of God does. That's the heartbeat of God. The heartbeat of God is that he wants to change our circumstance. No doubt about that in the big picture of things um, that my God is always a healer, whether it's this mm-hmm. side of the veil or the other. My God is always a provider, no matter how it comes. It may come differently than we thought, um, but he's always more interested in changing us. Yeah. Well, I mean, just think about that, too. We pray for miracles all the time. And but to need a miracle. Yeah, you got to be in a situation. Pandemic sometimes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, you know, for and real, we're, we're going to talk about that today because sometimes God, uh, the, the 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 command of God uh, precedes the situation mm-hmm. in which that command is li- lived out. Yeah. So let's read this together. If we've got, I'm just going to read one verse, and then uh, we're going to unpack a little bit, and then we'll read a little bit more. But I love this because it said, uh, verse eight. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, saying, "Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon." and dwell there, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. I'm going to stop just for a second because when I was was looking through this this week, D, you know, because I kept going back to this thing, this this word Zarephath. Why is Mm -hmm. God highlighting this word Zarephath to me? And and I know it's a city, and I know it's uh, outside of Israel. I know it was in Tyre. I know all those things. But then he just kept saying, look, you know, what does this word mean? And the word Zarephath is so applicable to us because the word Zarephath means the place of refining. It was it was a city that melted down all the ore. It was a, it was a refiner's fire, right? Mm. They brought it in, they melted it all down. It was a place of fire, uh, of melting, of heat, of transformation. I was like, yikes! On bikes. I was like, I don't know about you, but I feel that way right now. I'm like, are we living in Zarephath right now? Right, this place where. Man, it's 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 you you came in the ore comes in one way and it yeah. leaves a different way, and uh, and what I thought was so cool, interesting about it, it's not just a place where things are changed, but it's a place where the the first miracle happens. This is a place of the miraculous, and 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 I believe somewhere along the way, church, that maybe God is trying to bring us to this place of the miraculous in our life, um, and uh, you know, it, it says this is a place of uh, the of, of refining. Do you know that's actually how God defines Himself? You know, God is healer. He is peace. He is provider. But Malachi 3 tells us that he's also a refiner's fire. Mm -hmm. Zach, right? He's a refiner's fire. Why? Because he's trying to refine us so that we can live out this this life of worship and holiness uh, to him. um, Zechariah 13.9 tells us that he purifies us like silver. He actually tests us like gold so so that we can call out to him. And he'll answer us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think these moments where we find ourselves in these situations, we're probably more apt to call out to God in mm-hmm. these situations sometimes than we are when everything when everything's going. But well. isn't it funny how we define what calling out means? Yeah, it's usually like calling out to Him for help, but not maybe calling out to Him to be with Him. Yes, calling yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. To know please him more, hear me, help me to draw near to him. It's like, can you please come near to this situation and fix it? Yeah, I mean, you, we we were talking a little bit about how even uh, the house right now yeah. feels like a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, so um, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm a, a homebody. This this and I am not. This is he he is not. <laughs> Wonderful thing about this. <laughs> um, oh, oh, the camera. Sorry, you. Sorry, two. sorry. Oh, the camera's just shaking. Like, yeah, we're not having um, our break. But uh, yeah, so you know, the, our 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 home is is suddenly a, a studio, right? There's there's it's like a command center, right? We have three iPads, a computer, microphones, three lights, cords everywhere, <laughs> right? So even though I'm a homebody, one of the loves of 
have being a homebody is having your home be a place of peace. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. when you walk into our home, although our peace is like super steady, even in the middle of things yeah. like I've noticed it's it's beyond us. In other yeah, words, totally. like it's beyond a natural uh, because it's God's, um, you know, it's 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 his blessing of us being so awesome. No, but I just mean like his supernatural pieces in this house. Visually, it is a hot mess. Yeah. Right. There's just there's things everywhere. And I was walking down the steps the other day and I was like, what is this life? Like what on earth? I didn't plan on launching a church in the living room this week. <laughs> like I would have loved it heads up, but like, you know, and I'm making jokes now, but I was walking down the steps oh, yeah. and I'm like, what is this life? Like, what are we all in the middle of? Yeah. And, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a second. But I, I think the thing that we have to all come to realize today is that regardless of how situations come into our life, because I think a lot of times we spend so much energy trying to figure out who's to blame, mm -hmm. right? Is God, did God do it? Did yeah. the enemy do it? Did circumstance do it? Is sin, is sin the wrong? We try to figure out all that I know is this, in, in no matter how the situation comes, God's intention in every situation is to help us grow. Mm -hmm. And it's not always to change our, our circumstance. It really is to help us grow. I've We've said it a thousand times at our church, you know, God's intention is not to make us happy. It's to make us healthy. Um, and, uh, and a lot of times, by the way, when I'm, I, I am very much a why person, yeah, um, not, not, uh, so much to place blame. I I'm why from the place of needing to understand, um, details because I always think that that's going to be connected to me processing well. And there are so many times when Jake will just be like, well, it's irrelevant. We don't that's not really going to change anything. So we just need to keep moving. And I'm like, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Right. But I mean, in the midst of it, he's you, 24. What's he know? Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Actually. <laughs> but, you it know, it's, it's the means of control yeah, yeah, as correct. well. Like, if I understand so, so what is going on control, in this world back. right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will have yep. some sort of mechanism of control yep. in it. And that's God's voice, you know, coming through people that's just like, right now, it's irrelevant to figure out the why. Like, it's just absolutely irrelevant. Absolutely. When we can, we can, we can come out of this. Closer to the who. Well, yeah. And the question is, is really the what in us, uh, you know, a re uh, refiner in, in the refiner's fire, uh, they throw in the ore in its natural state. And then at, at, through the process, the dross, the, the stuff mm -hmm. that shouldn't be in there, the, the useless metal rises to the top and then they scoop it off. And then it goes back through the process again. It's how we get like, you know, 12 karat gold, 18 karat gold, 24 mm -hmm. karat gold. It depends on how long it stayed in the process. And I think, you know, we hate, we hate these times. I hate the times of when the fire comes like this, but I think we have to ask ourselves in the midst of this fire, what's coming up? Mm -hmm. What's rising up inside of us that's dross? And like, would we would probably be like right now, I'm like, you know, what? I'm good being 14 carat. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Like, I don't need to be 24 carat. How about fine. some sterling silver? Yeah, that's good. I don't you know, need to like, be platinum. Like, yeah. How do we feel about plastic? <laughs> um, you know, but that you what sometimes you're like, okay, the end. We want to push the button. I always say that yeah, we true. don't mind pain as long as we can be in control of when it comes to a conclusion when we've had enough of it. Correct. Right. So, like, okay, a little bit of fire, we, we would probably be good with being 14 carat, but God might have, you know, platinum on his mind. Yeah, God, look, uh, God. All that dross inside of us um, needs to come out because one way or the other, the dross will either rise to the top and be scooped away by the master or it will remain in poison and actually poisons uh, the, the the precious nature of the metal. Um, and, you know, maybe church, you know, I said that this was the place of the first miracle of Elijah. 
Um, and maybe, just maybe, God is trying to bring us to this place where he, where, where we learn to depend on him for the miraculous, where God is not just the good God, the God of grace, the God of mercy. All those things are true. The God of love that loves us. I think we've got that in our church uh, in droves. But I think maybe one of the things he's trying to challenge us as a church and as people is to say, yup, but can I get the stuff out of you that would stop you from believing for me to be the miracle worker? The true miracle worker. So, um, I, I, and, yeah. and to know him as provider, not just seek that provision, provision from him. Yeah. So, you know, seeking after him. So, to be the testimony should be at the end of this who God taught us he, he was is. as provider, not yeah. I got what I needed. Yeah. But we, you know, just as humans, our bend is to look for the provision. It's not that the provision will not be there because I believe that it will be there. I believe that it will be there. Absolutely. The storehouses will be overflowing. But at the end of this, I don't want to know what I got more than what I than than who I, know I than who I, who I got. Who yeah. Gave it to yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no doubt. And that's why I love that um what he says to Elijah is, hey, go there, go to that place and dwell there. I have a commandment, dwell there. Mm-hmm. So church, can we can we or there's something powerful about dwelling in God's commandment, dwelling in God's word, dwelling, making that your dwelling place, the word of God um, and the commandment of God. You know, Joshua 1, 8 and 9 says, don't be afraid. Right. We're all we're all struggling with with fear sometimes. Don't be afraid. Well, how meditate on my word day and night. Yeah. And uh, and and wherever I go, you, you shall prosper. They were getting ready to go in to fight giants. Right. Mm-hmm. So God's saying. There's going to be battles ahead of you. I need to deal with this now. So dwell my word. Psalm 91 says, he who dwells uh, in the sh- in the shelter of the most high abides in the shadow of his hand, right? And that he will say, he's my rock, my refuge, my short tower. I will trust in him. I think there's something about dwelling in God, D, that's so powerful yeah. and dwelling in his word during this time. Yeah. And I, th- I think that, you know, we read the stories and we're like, yeah, David, you get the lion. <laughs> yeah, 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 and yeah. then we're like, coronavirus, <laughs> uh, you know, like we want to retreat, but this is our Goliath, right? Yeah, no doubt. And, the, and, and all of that, and not just that virus. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm saying the global change that this is causing. Yeah, because everything this is This is a Goliath. And we still have to remember that the God that gave that victory to David is the same God that we're praying to today. So yeah. We got to keep it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, look, can I just really encourage you to the reason that God said to dwell there is because that's where the, that was the place of provision. He said, go dwell in this command because I've already commanded a widow to take care of you. The command was already there. I think many times the commandment comes before the recognition of it in our lives. Like she didn't know. Like she didn't know that she was commanded to take care of that. Right. right? So God actually, God sent the command before he brought the situation. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for us to recognize that really quickly before we hop, move forward is that there are commands God has commanded us to before he brings actually the situation into our life that we need those things. That's good to know. Right. Because doesn't it feel like then, oh, so someone is in control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, (laughs) Right. Like I may have not heard the order yet. Yes. Right. But I know that there's a general in place. Yeah. I mean, I mean, don't, are there, uh, you know, I think that's where we start to maybe challenge ourselves during this time and say, are there some commands that God has given us that this situation is getting ready to release for us? You know, he says, raise up your children in the way that you should go. We've never had more time with our kids being at home, right? You know, pray, pray, trust in me to be your provider. Um, Love your neighbor. Uh, You know, continue to uh, uh, build community. Don't isolate ourselves. There are so many commandments that God has 
that now, like we mm-hmm. take for granted, right? We're like, oh, no, I, but now we have to. Words on a page versus, Correct. you know, being that neighbor and figuring out a new way to be a neighbor. Like, how about that? You know, um, there's there's someone in our in our house that has had a very, very, very difficult year in their job situation. Yep. Um, very difficult. And um, was one of those things where it just was like, do I just resign myself to this is how it's going to be? And then, you know, in one fell swoop this week, that job ended out of nowhere. Um, and that's a testing ground. It's a testing ground for all of us. You know, when we're looking at mortgages, we're looking absolutely. at rents, yeah, yeah. we're so, looking at absolutely. food, we're looking at electric, we're just looking at real life. And, um, and then, you know what, and then God came and he provided and he brought a job that was different that that person may never have uh, wanted to jump they into. They may not like even have ever looked at that. Or may not have even yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And God came out of nowhere and and gave Himself because that's what I'm seeing right now. You know, like yeah, it might come in the form of a yep. grocery. It might come in the form of a smile, right? Like, yep. uh, but it's going to be Him, and that's not just a one-off story. It's going to be the testimony. We have to make sure that our testimony is not like I got my bill paid. Yes, but it's like. Jesus came Come on, and he showed me a side of him that I didn't know. I heard about it. We, I would go to church. They would talk about it. I would see it on a page on my Bible app, but this is where I learned who he is. Yeah. So good. Uh, and, and we're going to, we're going to hop into to, to some more of this, but I um, just wanted you guys to know we're twinning today. I have decided <laughs> she has decided it's good. We decided to follow. She had like a poll. Who wore it best? <laughs> it's my birthday. Just uh, remember that. I know. I know. <laughs> The answer, by the way, to that question is she always wears the best. Okay, oh, so that's a, that's a given. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> we need a little tiara hat. Okay. <laughs> tiara. Um, let's 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 keep reading really quick uh, because I think there's some, there's some some where God's trying to take this whole story, which I think is important, and it really is about worship. Verse ten says, uh, "So he arose, Elijah arose, and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed there was a widow there gathering sticks." And he called to her and said, please bring me uh, water in a cup that I might drink. It's interesting that when he got there, God had said to him, I have a widow to, to provide for you. And uh, he, when he got there, she wasn't ready to provide for him. Like he didn't roll up and she was like, okay, here's your cup of water. There was, there was still this situation that he had to activate um, and, 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 and engage in. Verse 11 says, and she was going to get, to get it. He called to her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. See, I'm gathering a couple sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and for my son that we may eat it and then we will die. Listen to what Elijah said. The word said to her, that may be your perception of the uh, situation. That is not God's word for the situation because God had already commanded something for the situation. She wasn't living it. Elijah said to her, don't fear. Come on, somebody. Come on. Don't fear. Go and do just like you said that you were going to do, but make me a small cake from the uh, from it first and bring it to me. And afterwards, make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, your God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends the rain Ooh. on the earth. So she went away and did according. To, she went away and did according to the word of, uh, of God. And she and her household ate. For many days, the Bible says the flour didn't run out, the oil didn't run out. It's like she did and went as she, and I was. She had nothing. She had nothing. Like it, it's not like, and she just went and did what. Like no, the store, the, the, walk was the store was empty, right? From there to, yes. go, to like uh, executing it, then like mm. to actually walking in it. That that must have been like 
some reckoning, internal reckoning, like, okay, I'm going to be obedient. I know. Okay, I'm going to yield. Okay, I'm going to do this. It's everything I've got. I know. It's, it's always funny. We jump to the end of the story. Yeah, and we're yeah, like, yeah, yeah but yeah, then so everything mir- mir- happened <laughs> and we forgot the process. She didn't know that right. while she was like, uh, yep. you know, like you can know it in your spirit, like God's going to come through for me. But in the reality, when it's everything you've got, you don't know. That's why it's a mirror. Yeah. You know? And I, I think I think we have to ask ourselves this question. Why did God send this word to her on that day? Why is he sending this word to us on this day? Mm-hmm. And I, I think it was something to change something inside of her. Mm-hmm. Bef- and then, like we said, then to change the things outside and around her. But, you know, the, the thing that I see in this is that there was a word that came to her to help her worship. That 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 she had somewhere along the way, she had lost this sense that there was really anything live, worth living for or that yeah. she could even live in. Yeah. And that's where, our, that's where our worship sometimes can be stolen from us because we start looking at the circumstance and seeing it as so dire, so desperate. There's nothing to praise God for. Mm-hmm. And we start to give into that darkness. And, and, and I love that the word comes to her when she's vulnerable. And the word says, I, look, I don't only want to tell you about your life. I want to tell you about who God is. God is a provider. God is a, mir- a miracle worker. God is worthy of our praise. And he's He's interested in fixing the problem, not just around us, but within us, because I, the, the word of God seems to me to say uh, in her lack, fear gripped her. Yeah. And then in her fear, she surrendered to a belief system of fate mm-hmm. in her in minds that, that, that God's word did not proclaim. Mm-hmm. And then in her surrender, she was in danger of passing that on, her yeah. acceptance onto the next generation. Oh, yeah. Because did you see in their church, it said, yeah. uh, and my son's son, going to die too. Mm-hmm. And and I think in these moments, she, look, she, she was creating a generational curse. Mm-hmm. And, and we got to be careful in these times where we're, where we're, where we're fears gripping us and lack mm-hmm. is around us. And we start surrendering to stuff that we're not releasing things into our, your children are watching, your neighbors are watching, your relatives are watching. Right now, I think that there's, there's something that we have to make sure. What are the things that we, we have to ask ourselves that are hindering? Really, our, our worship, what what are the things that we've kind of accepted that aren't true? What are the things that we're in danger of yeah, because passing on? That, on? I, I, th- I think that, the, again, you know, we can't downplay the fact that she was known as the widow. Right, correct. So that doubt, that reckoning with dying, that started a long time before that final day mm. when she was collecting the sticks. Absolutely. That had a long time to have a life inside of her. Correct. Um, to come to grips with that, to, you know, that she made her quote unquote peace with death. So the things that we entertain, of course, they're going to then be passed on because it wasn't just a momentary thought. It became who she was. It was was who she was, her identity. identity. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And that's actually the profession. Like, it's not just an identity. And this is what happens sometimes. It's not only just our identity of how we see ourselves. Mm -hmm. She's professing that. I promise you that probably wasn't the first person that she told that to that day. It wasn't the... And, you know, she, this this is kind of, well, this is my lot in life now. Mm-hmm. And I love that God sends a word, a prophetic word to change her perspective. Mm-hmm. Well, look, the word of God changes our perspective because our perspective creates filters in our minds. Mm-hmm. And our filters influence how we see God, how we see our ch- opportunity mm-hmm. to worship, how we see the opportunities around us. Yes. And, and you know, we need our perspective change. This week, baby, you know, mm-hmm. I was just, the more that you listen, you just have, you have to keep refreshing your mind. You know, that's why the word of God says, renew your mind, renew your mind, renew your mind. I find in these fi- in these fire times, I have to renew my mind more. Um, I was reading Psalm 147 this week, and I was so encouraged by it because it, it said um, that uh, that God heals the brokenhearted. He binds up their wounds. Listen to this. He he numbers the stars and he calls the stars by name. And when I read that, I went, whoa, wait a minute. I stopped there for just a second. And I, I, I remember I remember that 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 um, there are this is this freaked me out. 
100 billion stars yeah, in 100 billion galaxies. What? Just that alone, right? right? The creation proclaims who he is. And yeah, exactly. A hundred billion. Yeah. Yeah, it's so powerful. But what made it even more perspective for me is that we only have about 250,000 words in the current English language. We don't even have enough words to name our own galaxy of stars. And God names, he calls each of them by name. And I went, man, my perspective on God needs to change. My perspective on his word needs to change in his place in the galaxy, his sovereignty. He spoke and the stars were created. And after he spoke, he called each one of them. I know you and I know you and I know you and I know you and I know you. There's something very powerful about that. And it changes perspective. It reminds us, I think, church, when we look at that, that the word of God always reminds us that we're loved. And, and that's why I think we're, we're, why Elijah stops there and he says, uh, hey, stop fearing. Mm. Stop fearing. And I know you, we've been talking a lot about this fear. That, that Hebrew word fear um, is mm. the Hebrew word Yahweh. And this is pretty, pretty amazing. He said um, it's not just being afraid of something. It's not having an emotion. It's actually making a choice, giving something. This is what it means. Giving something more power than it actually has. Mm-hmm. Giving something more authority than what it has. I was thinking about. It's like, um, do you remember when we were, when we were kids? Because you were one of these people. The safety patrol. Remember you had the, I yeah, was, the safety was, all I was, patrol? No, no. I was what? the captain. I had a blue shield. You had a and blue shield. there was two lieutenants and they had red. I had blue. You, oh, so you, were, you were special. And everybody else had orange. And you, did you yell at the people when they ran down the hall and stuff? Um... Well, no, we were in a Christian school. We didn't oh, run you down didn't the run halls. Oh, they were good. <laughs> I didn't go to those schools. Um, you probably didn't either. Uh, but, I, I didn't either. But do you remember, exactly right. But do you remember, like when you, when the, when the safety patrol said walk or or it's okay to cross, you could you did it. Yeah. But could you imagine if safety patrol rolled up on you when you're driving down the road in the highway and was like, "Excuse me, pull over." Um, mm. You don't have that authority. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we give circumstances more authority in our life than what they actually have. Yeah. Um, I was talking to God about that this week and I was asking him for a visual because we all know like, you know, yeah, fear, if, uh, you know, the enemy, we, we, we create this faux enemy, almost a different version of who he is in conjunction with how God sees him. Right. And I was like asking God for a visual to help me understand that even more. And so of course, he uh, tapped into my love for British crime and mystery <laughs> shows. Like I've told shout you before. To, shout out to Brit Box. I am a private investigator. Yes. I believe I can solve every crime, particularly committed in England. Apparently. Just saying, by the way, if I'm ever <laughs> murdered, prime suspect, because uh, I'm just saying, she knows how to get away with it. Yeah, I was going to say, but apparently yeah, I won't. You won't get caught. It's fine. So, anyway, but during those times when I'm watching this, Sometimes Kyle will watch the show with me, right? And we get like two, three episodes in, and 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 the British shows they'll kill the main character. Oh yeah, they don't even care. Like they don't even care, right? Because they're like, look, we're only four episodes into this whole show, so they could kill them. And so it'll it'll start vamping up, and you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, they're gonna die. And I'll look at Kyle and be like, I don't even care if they die. And he'll be like, right, me too. And I, I was like, I could stop watching this right now. And inevitably, it's always because they didn't give us enough backstory to care about the character. Yeah, true. So we don't yep. know the yep. character enough. Yep. Yep. To give two hoots if they happen to live or if they if they or if they die, the same we do the same thing. We have we are so connected mm-hmm. to the backstory of anxiety that we know that character of fear backwards yeah. and forwards. We know every lie that it's told us about what the yep. future is going to, how that character is going to play out, and what we have to right now begin to do is become more connected 
and understand the true backstory of the character of faithfulness, the character of God. So that when that other character tries to take the main role, that character of fear, because a lot of times, guys, we pray, we ask God, we intercede, we put our brokenness in front of him, we put our need in front of him, and he comes and he does something that we never even recognize he did because we've moved on to the next thing. Okay, that's finally taken care of the next thing that we're asking him to deal with. So when we don't stop and say like glory to God in the highest, look what he did. We are not telling ourselves the correct backstory of who he is. We do not give ourselves the chance to know the character of faith, of faithfulness. So every time a new story happens, we're so connected to the character of fear that we buy the lie. We know how the story is going to play out. So in this time when the ground is shifting sand, make sure that the only way church for this shifting sand to turn into holy ground is to become more connected to the faithfulness of Ooh. God than to the faithfulness of fear and the part that it has played into our lives up until now. So good. Look, that's why the, 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 um, when they're coming out of uh, Egypt into the promised land, mm-hmm. God says, make a memorial stone. Put a, oh, I have when, I, when I cross that's here, so yeah, when, when I cross that's here, put a, put, put a memorial stone, put yes. a memorial stone. Put a, yes. And then they ask why, so that, why? The, so that later on generations, generations. can look back. We need to look, look. We're preaching look, now. Come on, look. I'm preaching right now. They, Hallelujah. They, we're what getting, I'm, what I'm going to say, it. though, is this. I, I love what DJ said because the backstory of God. We, 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 this coronavirus has been, you know, maybe uh, two, two or three months, right? And, and we're like, look at everything that it's done, though. Look what it's going to do. It's got a two month backstory. And right. we are giving it so much power. God Ooh. has an eons of backstory oh, in our Lord. life. How much backstory does God have in our life? The problem is that we haven't put those memorial stones and we're not looking back. We're not to looking those. back and remembering the stones. Don't you got to remember what God has done yes. in your life, who he is, what he's done to people. I love that's part of what I love about the Jew, the, uh, the Jewish history. The Jewish tradition is that they're always yes. looking back. They have this long yes. memory of who God has been. Mm-hmm. And if anybody's been through the fire, the Jewish community Absolutely, has been through the fire. Yeah. What helps them? They have a long history of God's backstory of faithfulness. And testifying to each other. Testify, by standing absolutely. as a community, yes. recalling that, like remembering that, putting that in front of us, in right. front of our community right now. Like, yeah, this is no joke. Yeah, it's true. We don't need to downplay it. We don't need to minimize it. But we have to maximize in our memory who God is, not make him bigger than he is. He actually is large enough to be able to cover us. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I love what Jer- um, God's word dis- dis- defines in Jeremiah 17, 7. It says, listen, it says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Listen, whose trust is the Lord. Trust is the Lord. Here are those two things Woo! are different. Who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the, by, by the stream and does not fear when heat comes. Come on, when the fire the fire comes. For its leaves remain green. It is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Mm-hmm. God comes to this woman and says, your time in the midst of drought, I, I still have fruitfulness in your life. You are saying you, ha- you are fruitless. I see you as fruitful. So he's bringing her back to this place of, uh, of life so that he, she can continue mm-hmm. to worship him in who she is, in, in not just in her circumstance, but who she is. And I think... I think, Dee, as I as I read this story, the thing that challenged me is that she had accepted, kind of as a matter of fact, um, that her provider was dead. Mm-hmm. So she was more attached yes. to the to the provider who had died yes. than the provider who 
is God and alive inside of her. And again, it became her identity. It became widow. her identity, the widow. Mm -hmm. And she had, she had, she had attached herself to this provider that had died. And I think sometimes it's, it's so easy for us in these moments um, of time when our quote provider seems dead mm -hmm. for us to actually get into this uh, spirit of defeatism. Mm -hmm. Defeatism. I guess the question we have to really ask ourselves, uh, because this is what I know. The times of fire reveal who our true provider is, who we, who we, who are, who we, who we actually who look at. To. Right. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I lost my job. What was your job? Your provider. Mm -hmm. Oh oh my gosh. I, 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 um, mm. I, I, I can't get hold of my doctor. Is your doctor your healer? Um, you know, all of those things, it, you know, oh, I can't get out of the house. Well, it was getting out of the house, your sense of peace. That's challenging me right yes, now. Right? right. So I, I have to ask ourselves, you know, what has been the provider for you that has died? Um, what, what has provided your sense of security, your sense mm -hmm. of peace, your sense of hope? Um, maybe that's died. And these are the fire times that reveal that. So don't ignore it. Yeah. Like it, it's easy to gloss out. No, no. God's my God's. I know God's my provider. Know, right? It's that's not this time because God's actually trying to transform us, get the dross out of us so that we can become purified gold, holy, mm -hmm. healthy, whole in the way that we deal with one another and worship God. And so yeah. I, I think that's that's a question we have to ask ourselves. And yeah. babe, babe how, how do moments in this times like this locate us in, in that? So when I was reading that story several times, I could not get past seeing the sticks. Yeah. Right. So it says that she was collecting sticks. She was quite. So this is all I could see. Um, and that's that's kind of the cool thing too about church. What's going on right now is that with the way that we're doing church, you know, we're we get to do this together. Yeah, I love and it. God is bringing like I would have never um, really zoned in on or honed in on that word and looking at yeah. what it meant. But God is even right now bringing different pieces of the story to different our attention, you know, our, to our attention in different ways. And I kept seeing these sticks, 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 and I knew that she was prepare she was preparing for burial. Right. And yeah. she was preparing for fire. And the truth is, is that if we look at the Old Testament, there were two fire altars. Right. So we see the brazen altar yep. where they would burn fire to bring sacrifice. And then we would see where, the, they, where forgiveness was uh, forgiveness. obtained. Yep. And then there was the uh, altar of incense. And that was for worship. In yeah, essence, correct. OK. And so. <clears throat> And that, that laid in front of the, the, the Holy of Holies. Yes. And the, it's the incense rose up. That rose God. up, yeah. right? So why am I saying that now? Because sometimes we are going to be challenged. We're going to be feeling like we have to resign ourselves to a particular burial, a certain death. Well, I didn't see yep. things going this way. And thinking that God is now asking us to accept certain things that he's not asking us to accept. And we're over here trying to be forgiven, trying to create this altar on this brazen altar, right? As if this is what he's asking for. And when he's really seeking from us right now is a purified worship yes. that will go up to yes. him, right? So yes. It, yes. right now, there, yep. it's not that there's a denial of fire. That's correct. And I think that that's, you know, where we as a church, capital C, might end up getting it wrong if we just keep trying to minimize something. No, but it's within that fire that we can make decisions to become worshipers so that when the provision comes, because it will come, we will be able to be grateful and, and have the right backstory of who he is. And that's, you know, that every time one of us gets out of like, gets gets out of line with that, and we're like, oh my goodness, what about this, that, and the other thing? The other one, we have to bring ourselves when our team, we're all, we all, we're all parents. Yeah. We're, we yeah. all have a lot of responsibility. When, uh, when one of us starts to freak, we always bring the word. 
We always bring the word and then that's my moment to worship. Am I going to worship with the word? And we're not, when we say worship church, we're talking about the positioning of our spirit, of our heart. the positioning yep. of our soul, which yep. is like, where am I going to change my attention and centered on what am I going to believe whatsoever things are pure, but like of all of those, of all of the days, if that's ever going to be in, this is going to be a moment of challenge to put this into practice. It's now, but it brings life. She, he was not looking for her to make her peace with death. Yes. He was looking yes. to bring yes. her life yes. and it was going to yes. be miraculous yes. and it was going to be holy. That olive oil, it's some, it's symbolic. There was a holiness. There was a holiness that was that there's a there's a holiness in your home church that God is going to let you encounter if you yield if yeah. you yield right both now. of these are going to take surrender babe like yeah. one, one is way or another right one is surrendering to the concept that uh, of death and this is just the way it's going to be yeah and, or one is surrendering to who 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 God is mm -hmm. um, and I love the fact you were talking about the fire uh, you know um, when Shadrach Meshach and Abednego were in the fire uh, Jesus showed up in the fire he didn't put out the fire. Yeah. He showed up in the midst of the fire. And I think that's important for us to realize that God in the midst of all these things is trying to show up in our life. He, he wants to show up. He wants to reveal himself. Because we want to be the author. Yeah, we, yeah exactly. We, we're, we're not at peace with always being a character. Yeah, yes, right? exactly. Because we would like, I would write this story differently. And, but we would not be talking about the story still if it was just like, and there was never any fire. And there was never any yeah, challenge. Yeah. Like if we wrote the story, it would just be meadows and unicorns. Right, but the reason that it has or lions, because I'm out unicorns. But yeah, okay, is because we knew how hot that fire was. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's absolutely true. Yeah, I mean, look, I love there's there's this verse in First Samuel 16 where God says to Saul, I'm just uh, God says uh, to, to to Samuel, Hey, what? How long are you going to mourn for Saul? Get up, go anoint David. I, I think that that question is how we have to continue to wrestle with ourselves. How long are we going to mourn? uh having to be inside how long are we going to mourn uh not being able to be together on a Sunday morning how how long are we going to mourn fill in the blank for this get up and go to David get up and go to David get up and go to David church I when I that is a prophetic word because David is a picture of Jesus mm -hmm. David is the king the first king Jesus is the king of kings he is I, I think in this picture God is trying to get us to say hey widow you're attached to the wrong person you're attached to the wrong provider. Get up and come to David, right? Hey, Samuel, you're attached to the wrong person. There's not there's there's nothing wrong with having a moment of, of mourning, but God's mm. sense of t timing and how long we should mourn, I probably is mm. different than ours. He's bringing a word to say, get back to David. Why? Because God is Yahweh Hira. He is Jehovah Jireh. He doesn't just provide. He is provision itself in himself is the fullness of all things i love that moment in genesis 22 where he proclaims himself as yeah as yahweh yira jehovah jireh it's it's do you remember where um uh abraham is uh, is going up god says sacrifice your only son by the way take isaac up mm -hmm. and sacrifice him and this was the son of promise this is the son he'd waited for this is the son that he'd been praying for for years 20 some odd years now he says, God, God says, go up, sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And when he raises the knife to sacrifice him, God says, wait. And he looks in the, in the, in the thicket and there's a ram. God had provided something differently. He brought him to a place. He had already commanded the word. He brought him to a place where the situation lined up with the commandment. And, 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 and Abraham saw, he didn't just receive the provision. 
he, he, he recognized the provider and he said, well, wait a minute, we got to stop here. I got to build an altar. This mm-hmm. place has to be known for all time as Jehovah Jireh. That's who he is. And, you know, I know I've, pro- I've taught this before, but I, I believe in that moment. This is just my theology. I believe that Abraham saw more than that, um, that ram in the thicket. Um, I believe he saw uh, something greater than that. He saw the real provider. Um, uh, because uh, on that mountain, that was Mount Moriah, that is where the temple would be built. And the next hill over from that place is a hill called Golgotha, Calvary. And I believe that when Abraham looked and saw that ram, he looked through that ram and saw the real provision that was going to be in his spirit. He saw the real provision of Jesus on the cross, the true son who would be sacrificed. Because later on, Jesus says to the, to the people, he says, Abraham saw my day. And he gloried in it. And I believe that in these moments, D, God is always trying to reveal Jesus, always Always trying to get us past a a place of mourning into a place of worship, not just into a place of provision, but a place of encounter with the provider. And that's why that's so important of what she actually did. She she brings God. uh, She brings to Elijah this bread first. She takes her sticks and she puts them in the fire and she takes a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil. And she brings him yeah. the little that she had. Yeah. And just because we're going to wrap this up, but um, just my, my, my closing um, focus for your heart is something that I wanted to share. So we talked out of the house was all commercial space. Yeah. So the, the space that you're seeing right now was all commercial because we live on a main street. And so it was divided into th- um, two sections, actually. So this was rentable space. And there's a room behind us that was rented out to like a photography studio. So when we bought this home, we bought this with the understanding that this would be income, right, for us um, to subsidize our mortgage. So uh, when we moved in, a few months after we moved in, I ended up opening a shop here. Um, Same, same, same. And so I was coming down the stairs. So there's that way. There's a staircase. I was coming down the stairs. And it was Christmas and I was so happy and I was like, oh, I love this and my shop and blah, 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 blah. And he knows like I came down the steps and I had a vision stopped me in my tracks. And right where we're sitting, I saw a very long table and God said, you're going to close your shop and this space is going to. And some of our team is going to remember this because I said that to them, too. I said, this space is going to be a gathering place for many. And I gave him the 65,000 reasons why um, that wasn't going to work out for us. And, um, but it was so strong that I knew that it was him. And I, and I didn't, that that was the commandment, but that I didn't understand how it would come to fruition. And coming down those steps, he reminded me the other day and he said, this, this place, Danielle has, has been your, sanctuary but now it needs to be my sanctuary for everyone so you have to yield to that and if you let this be my sanctuary it'll be a sanctuary for everyone and you will be included in the everyone but you have to yield this not as your own but as mine like dedicate it back to me so you know just be just be encouraging that we have to bring things to a close but just know that something might look different in this next season, then what you thought it was going to look like, it doesn't mean that it's less than, and it very well might be for the benefit of, of blessing multiple, multiple people. A, a multi, multitude yeah. of people. 
Yeah, guys, look, at the end of all this, what he just said is true. God is always trying to move us from mourners to worshipers. And she was in mourning. Mm-hmm. I know. I remember when you closed the store, it was a, it was a, it was yeah. a hard time and that was a hard decision. And, and we've had to mourn some of that, but he's trying to move us from mourners to worshipers. When she was connected to the dead husband, she only saw death. But when he, she got connected to the word that would help her worship, she, everything began to change. And, you know, Psalm 30 says that he wants to change us from turn our mourning into dancing, right? Mm-hmm. He, he wants to, he wants to clothe us with gladness. And uh, I want to speak that over somebody today, matter of fact, this church today, mm-hmm. that that he wants to turn our mourning into dancing and our, he wants to clothe us with gladness. And she took the little that she had and she brought it to Elijah. She engaged with the word. She activated what the word had said. And the Bible actually says that it blessed her and her whole household. It blessed her and her whole household. Her one decision to worship her one decision to, to, to connect not to the, the, the dead husband of the past, but the provider of the, the dead provider of her past, but the provider of her present, who is God it changed everything for her. So, you know, today, can I just really encourage you? What little thing in this situation can you bring to God as an act of worship that may just kind of release an overflow in you um, and maybe just overflow into the, the household around you as well? And so we want you to um, stick around because we're going to tell you a few important things at the end of this that you're going to really want to know. But we want to be able to pray because you know what? Um, Our streams right now are people are sharing them with people that they love. They're sharing them with you might be some family. You might be some friends who've never been to connect. This is a great moment where you have been able to uh, stay in your PJs, grab your coffee, be comfortable and get to know who he is. And you've heard about God today. And it might be the very first time that you've ever heard of him. It might be the first time you've felt him the way that you felt him. It might be the first time that you feel understood by him. So we want to take a moment now and pray for yeah. anyone who has joined us who doesn't yet know him and says, you know, I, I hear you talking about this, God. I have appreciated him. I've been maybe in the church, whatever church that is but I have not surrendered that yielding that y'all are talking about. I haven't taken that step. We want to give you an opportunity now to do that. So if you would, you're in prayer and I'm going to echo. Yeah. 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 We're just going to pray. Hey guys, can we just pray together? You know, the word of God, she brought, she obeyed the word and everything changed. And that's exactly what can happen here. The Bible says all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of those sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus. God wants to offer us a gift, and that is his love in our lives. And all we need to do is to bring what a little that we've got, our brokenness, our lack, our, our hurt, who we are, and say, here I am, God. And everything that he is will meet you right here, right now. The Bible says if you confess Jesus with your mouth as Lord of your life and believe in your heart that he died for you and rose again today, you'll be saved. So if that's what you want to do, can you just pray with us right now? We're all going to pray. All the way around, everybody through all this line, uh, streams are going to pray. But if that's you, you pray from the bottom of your heart. God's going to meet you right where you are, and things are going to change in you. Just say, "Dear Lord Jesus, dear Lord Jesus, here I am today. Here I am today. I've come to give you my life, and I've come to give you my life. All that I am, all that I am, all that I have, all that I have, all that I ever will be, all that I ever will be. I give to you now. I give to you now. I'm asking you, Jesus, and I'm asking you, Jesus, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. To be the Lord and the Savior of my life. Forgive me of all my sin. 
Forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me of everything I've done wrong. Cleanse me of everything I've done wrong. Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your spirit. Make me your child. And make me your child. From this day forward. From this day forward. And forevermore. And forevermore. I choose. I choose. To live a life. To live a life. A worship for you. A worship for you. To give you all the glory. To give you all the And glory, all the praise. And all the praise. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. 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 Hey, 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 if you made the decision, can you let us know? Yeah. Uh, if, if it's your first time or even if it's you're just coming back to Jesus, just let us know. We want to pray with you. We'll have some of our pastors get in touch with you as well, just to help you uh, in this season take that next step. And, and if you do want prayer, um, yeah. so we're going to go through a couple of things real quick, uh, but it's really important to so stick with us. So if you would like us to just pray for stuff that's going on in your life right now, you can email us at prayer at theconnectchurch.com. So yeah. it's prayer at theconnectchurch.com. And we're going to be coming on live and we're going to be praying for things. If you want something kept private, yeah. you absolutely say that. But we did it last, we did it on Friday night at seven o'clock. So it was beautiful. It was wonderful. People felt heard and seen and prayed for and covered. So if there's something that you want us to pray for during those times, if you want to call, if you want to FaceTime, if you want someone yeah. to simply text you, um, all of those things are available. Prayer at theconnectchurch.com. Yeah. And we'll be praying Friday night again. And we've got stuff all throughout the week, by the way. You got to stay, stay connected, uh, especially to our YouTube channel um, and to uh, outside Instagram, the Outside the Box. Um, I, we're, we were, uh, we're praying Friday night at seven together live. We were going to, we're going to take communion together as a people, uh, on Tuesday at noon, Tuesday, so, at, Tuesday noon. at noon and get, get, get a cup of Since something and, uh, right and, and some bread, something yeah. at your house with your kids. And that's going to be, uh, awesome. Yeah. So um, if, if, even if you just have a cheese, it, it doesn't, yeah, it matter. doesn't matter. Whatever you have, grab that and prepare. Absolutely. And we're going to take communion together Tuesday at 12 p.m. Yeah, yeah, tw yeah, tw Tuesday at noon. And, and can I just ask one last thing? Guys, as an act of worship, we're going to ask you to continue to tithe and to give. Yes. We, we recognize that for many, this is a very challenging time, and we yes. understand that. Um, but we also want to make sure that, uh, that we continue to, to, to take the little that we have and offer it up to God. But we also want to make sure that we continue to worship and also have in the storehouse the yes. ability to meet the needs. Look, this yes. is this is not a porthole. Come on, uh, of a, you know the window of time that this is going to take to meet the needs in our community is not a porthole, man. It, it is a plane. It is a it is a, a big uh, plane of window. A big I don't even what's saying. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying. It's, it's giant. It's so please important. keep giving. Please keep tithing. Uh, CCB. Uh, go on the church app. Go on the church website. It's all there. Church, we love you. We love you. Uh, stay Tuesday, connected. Tuesday, 12 o'clock. Instagram, Facebook, all of our social media, Outside the Box on YouTube. We love you guys. We love you guys. Happy, happy birthday to happy, me. Happy, <laughs> happy Sunday. We love you guys. Yeah, bye, bye YouTube. Can you hit the end? Perfect.